Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. How many, were, how many of you just enjoyed, I, I don't know about you, just, you know, this year, this two, uh, 2022 has, I was looking and thinking about 2022. You know, 2022 is overall has really been good. It's been really good because we've moved into another a new facility. We're going from glory to glory. Um, we're not stopping. We're going to be pretty soon. We're going to be building this background here wall here pretty soon. So I'm just putting that out there to you because uh, it's going to look nice. And then we need lights up here. So when we have guest speakers, they don't look clouded under the under a, a camera. So because what are we doing? We're doing the work of the ministry. Amen. And, uh, you know, how do you know, you know, whatever you do, you you do as a representative of Jesus. You're a representative of the Lord. You're a representative of his word working. And I'm going to get into some, I'm afraid to get ahead of myself, Brenda. I woke up, I said, I got this message hot in my heart, but this one's for next week, but this one is for now. But I've got like two messages on the inside of me. I may just put them all together today. I don't know how this is all going to come out. Over in Ecclesiastes 11, it says here in 4, it says, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Should I read that again? He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who who regards the clouds will not reap. In other words, I'm so busy looking at my circumstances that that, that, that there never seems to be a perfect time. And I'm telling you, River Church, that it, you ever just notice it's never the perfect time to have a baby? You ever notice it's never a perfect time to, have a, uh, to get, uh, buy a new car? Or you, ever notice, or you ever notice things just don't seem like, and like maybe I should, and you're trying to figure it all out? But here's the thing, that when you follow God's voice, I said, when you follow God's voice, it's always the right time. When it comes to doing his word, it's always the right time. Putting off and delaying, looking at your natural circumstances, only short circuits what God has already said in his word and what he's already trying to do in your life. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself when I say this, but one of the biggest areas every believer that's going to have to face in their life as a believer is the area of pride. I can do it myself. I can take care of myself. I don't need God's business on this. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, this is my money and I'm, I'm in control of my life. Well, as long as you're, as long as you're in charge of your life, as long as you're in control of your life, God cannot have say in whatever it is he's trying to bring to fruition into your, into your being. God's not holding out. He just wants you to let him move on in. That's right. Amen. 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 So when we give, we give with the understanding, as provoking as it may feel sometimes, that his word was only there to help me. It's his word that set you free. It's his word that delivered you. It's his word that comforted you. It was his word that brought you joy. It was his word that really, in all honesty, you know, I heard someone say this recently, and he said, you know, and it sounds, you know, we got to be really careful because some things can sound very holy and they're not. They're just really de- uh, deceptive lies of the enemy. 
You know, would you go to would you would you still serve God even if you if there was no heaven? Would you still serve God if the and it seems like, you know, I just want to serve God just because it's the right thing to do. Look, yes, it is the right thing to do to serve God. But let me tell you, there is a reward for those who follow him. That's right. That's right. There is a re- Don't let the devil, don't think, oh, you know, maybe if I don't get anything. No, you, God, God will reward the hand of the diligent. That's right. Don't, don't try to allow the devil to talk you out. Well, you know, I just love giving because, no, it's good to give because you love people. But the fact is, he rewards those who are diligent. That's right. Amen. He, he wants to reward you yes, yes, this yes. year. Yes, amen. And some of you have experienced those rewards. But I'm just telling you, that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's right. Amen. Just the tip. Yes, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's just the tip. That's just the tip. Amen. I'm not talking about the kind of tip you live at the, t- at the, at the, at the Denny's table. You know, yeah. at the, at, that, that, that little tip. We're talking about... God's got more, bigger, and beyond what yes. you could ever imagine. That's right. Amen. Amen. So when we give, we're giving because we recognize God's word works. Right. We recognize we don't look at our circumstances. Right. We, we, we put down our circumstances aside. Right. Pastor Melina always puts circumstances. When, when I'm acting ugly, she puts the circumstances that she wants to kill me right there in the spot aside. <laughs> Man, look straight ahead. Don't act, don't act like it's just pastor. But when there's moments like that, we do the word because it always works. It'll work for you the more you work it. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Usher, serve the people. Make your checks payable to the River Church. Amen. Can't count them all. Can't count all the blessings that God has, has for you and I. I remember uh, one moment where I wasn't feeling well and I was laying in my bed. I was mending. I was healing. Y'all may be seated. And uh, the song came up on my playlist. I don't know why it even came up. I think I bought the album. I just, just heard the album for the first time. I was like, ah. And I wasn't feeling well. I was just laying in my bed. And I was like, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you, you, you think your mind, when you're not well, your mind goes places it shouldn't go. And it's kind of hard because, you know, you're not feeling well and you're not, when you're sleeping, you're not talking like you should be. But I'll tell you what, it just, all the good little things that God has done over yeah. the years for you and I, yeah. you can't count them. Yeah. We can forget about them. Yeah. Be so... We can forget how, how good he's been to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor, are you saying that you can forget how good God is? I go, yeah, you can forget how not only God, good God is, but yeah. all that he's brought you through. That's right. yeah. 2022, you know, didn't say it was going to be easy, but my goodness, this sir was a good year. Yeah. Amen. In 2023, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, sometimes you can bellyache about what you get, what you prayed for. And then start to complain about it. And God said, you prayed for this. Now you continue to leave it in my hands. Yes, yes. I remember one day, one evening, I was praying about something over a certain situation. And I said, God, this needs to happen because I'm tired of dealing with this situation. Yeah. Yeah. And this needs to happen. Yeah. 
and it happened. And, I, and, 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 and I started to cry about it. You go, why are you crying about it? Why are you upset? You, you prayed and you said, if you put it in my hands, I did it that way. And now it's working out. What? I, I'm, only, I'm only as good up to this point, but you're, I'm not good at any ap- after the point of which you've prayed. In other words, I, I, can, I can help you, but you've got to uh, allow me to continue to help you. Yeah. That's, why we, that's why we choose to build our life upon a rock. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Come on. That's why you choose to build your life upon a rock. No one said that the storm wasn't going to come. No one said that problems were ever going to, that you were excluded, right. that you were in a certain elect, a certain elite group of no yeah. problems. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Come on, yeah. How many ever see uh, the Navy SEALs commercials? They're coming out of that water. They're armed. I, I, that's how I see myself in the spirit. Coming out of the water with my machine gun. Okay, devil, you done messed up. Yeah. I'm taking no prisoners here. Regardless of the pressures that you may face in life, come on, come on. no matter the beatings, yeah, come on. no matter the waves, yep. yeah. no matter the snake bites, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and people looking at you like, man, you should be dead. Yeah. And you say, yeah, I know, yeah. but my Redeemer lives. That's right. Amen. Come on. That's, right. That's, right. That's why the Redeemer of the Lord say can so. say so. One, two, three, four, I, what? Count them all. Come on. Miracles and miracles. Come on. Come on. Count your miracles. If you ain't counting. I'll tell you something, boy. Here's the thing. A failure to see what God is doing is a failure of the vision that God has placed in your life. A vision of hope, a vision that you one day hope to see your life as. If you don't like the way your life looks now, think about what it is that you're doing to make it better. Am I all out or am I stuck on the bench? I saw two championship games the other day. I'm telling on myself it's uh, it's New New Year's Day. One, I, I always choose, I, I always root for the underdogs. If a team's an underdog, that's a team I'm choosing. I don't know what it is. It's always been built into me. I choose the team that, that I'll choose the wild card to win the Super Bowl. Because that's, that's how Pastor Marcus rolls. Everybody's, everybody, everybody will bandwagon the one team. Who, who's Pastor choosing? I'm choosing the underdog. Because I, I like to see a good story, a, a come from behind yeah. victory. Yeah. I, I, I like to see somebody... Who, who, who got beat up, yeah. who, who, who got forgotten. Yeah. I, liked, I like to see the ones that, that were downtrodden. I, I like to see God put food on their table. Yeah. I, I like to see God turn their situation That's around. Right. You know, God asked me a question. I wrote it down here the other day. He asked me this question. I put it down. He goes, if, if I prospered you in such a way that you were very wealthy, would you mistreat or would you be kind to other folks? I go, well, well Yes. Then he says, I want you need to learn to be kind to edit, edit whatever financial situation. You got to learn to be kind. Yeah. Some of us need to start thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. That just because whatever it is you have that you think you have doesn't make you higher than someone else right. that doesn't have. That's right. That's right. All that does, all that, George, can I tell you, all that money makes you is responsible. Mm-hmm. Responsible to do what God called you to do. That's right. 
to be filled with good works, to be filled with mighty deeds, to help others and not just help yourself. So if you're not helping someone else, you're just helping yourself. But see, here's the problem. See, God did not put us in a faith of just selfishness. He put us in the faith. He put us in an area of faith of giving because that's what the giver does. That's what a Christian does. He has a lifestyle of giving. He loves. He gives joy. He gives. He brings peace. Come on. He's a peacemaker. Come on. That's what he said. That's why Jesus says in, the, in, the, in Matthew 5, because blessed are the peacemakers. Yes. Amen. Come on. Blessed are you. Who, yes. Come on. When you make peace. See, it's not enough to be religious without a relationship. Because if you're just religious, your religion is vain. In other words, it's just all hype. It's nothing more than skinny jeans. And a big fluffy sweatshirt and a big gold chain. It's all hype. Not that those things are bad. According to Pastor Melina, she said, Pastor, she was telling me, you wear skinny jeans. I do not. (laughs) Oh, yes, you do. Well, just because I'm big just doesn't mean I'm stretching into it. Don't mean they're skinny jeans. Come on, I'm going from glory to glory this year. Thank you, thank you. Come on, I got some amens out there. Like Nacho always says, sometimes a man likes to wear stretchy pants, okay? Even though they're not stretchy pants, they look like they're stretching, okay? Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to James chapter 1. See, in the God's Word, He's given us a lifestyle, a roadmap to success. Your life has a roadmap, roadmap of success laid before it every day. Yeah. What you choose to do with it every day will affect your tomorrow. Right. What you're doing today has made a decision of what your week will be like. Yeah. Your tomorrow or the weeks and the months and the years to come. Because the decision that you make today will affect your tomorrow. Yeah. The person that says that it will, doesn't make a difference is either lying or crying. I can't think of anything else to rhyme it with. But either way, they're, they're just deluding themselves. And we don't ever want to be on that road of, of self-delusion. Have you ever met someone who's so high that they can't make either rhyme or reason? And then they stay sober for a couple months and all of a sudden they're like starting to think clearly like, man, I really needed that intervention. Wow, I really needed someone to wake me up. You don't just need to be intoxicated with drugs to be that way. You can also be intoxicated with your own self and the way you do your own things. So I think we miss that. I think we look at someone who's a drug addict and think, oh, well, of course they don't. They're not thinking straight. Because it's the drugs that is affecting the mind. But how about you being affected about the way you think? About the way you think. Particularly when it's wrong thinking. We allow ourselves too often. We give ourselves too often passes on things that we should not give ourselves passes on. I didn't walk in love today. Well, you know, I had a tough morning. We give ourselves a pass with the tough morning. I didn't do this because it sort of reminds me of when Eli, uh, was it when Saul was told to kill and slaughter, right. 
And he said, well, you know, I didn't do it because of the people. The prophet was not happy because one, he was given a command. He was given instruction. And it wasn't just for the simplicity of just making hard, the instruction hard, because these decisions made long lasting life cataclysmic decisions that affected not only that moment, but it affected, it was like a ripple. It just rippled from one generation to the next generation, to the other generation. You help you to, to think that you don't affect anything is to think like if I were to throw this pebble into a lake, Oh, it's just a little pebble. I'm going to throw this little pebble. It's not, what is it going to affect if I throw a little pebble into a lake? Well, if you're just throw a little pebble in the rake and you see the ripples of it. It's amazing what those little ripples can do. Uh I remember one summer when I was hanging out with my friends because my teacher taught us this. Uh, He said, you could throw, you could be sitting on a houseboat, put a little, throw a little rock and see how they just keep going and going and going and going and going and going. Your life is still talking. Your life is still speaking. The things that were said before you are still talking to you. The, the things, the ways of thinking from the past are still affecting your very present. What type of things? How your parents talk, how the way they related to you, how you, how you learn from them. Because what your past is, is now controlling how the way you see life. But see, God came to interrupt that. He came to interrupt your way of thinking. And we can be so deluded by the past that we forget what's coming in the future. And over here in James chapter 1, verse 21 says this, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able, now listen to this, which is able to save your souls. How many born again believers do I have in here today? I know you're all born again. I, I've, I've led you to the Lord. We've, 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 we've done the sinner's prayer together. Many of you, maybe once, maybe twice, because, hey, you wanted to be double sure. You wanted to know that, you, and ain't nothing wrong with coming up twice. Ain't nothing wrong coming up three times. You're like, Lord, I just, I just I'm, 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 because you're going through things. You, you want to be secure. You want to know that, that the decisions that you make, that, that you, you're going to hit it right on target, and that's a good thing. But see, we don't stop there. Because we won't stop. I said we won't stop. You should never stop. Who enters into a race, takes 10 steps, says, you know, I've done my, done my fair shot today. I'm out. I think I'm going to have to go get a cup of coffee. Nobody does that. Nobody does it, calls it quits and say, you know, I'm done. You know, I started this race. I feel pretty good at myself. At least I got myself registered. I did. That was fun. I got, I got the T-shirt. I got the T-shirt. You know, one of the number one reasons why I want to enter the Veterans Day run, because every year I used to see people walk around with a cool T-shirt that they were in the race. Isn't that disgusting? That's how vain Pastor was. So vain. He probably thinks this song is about him, and he, he's probably right. So I entered the race and I just made, I plowed through that race. And when I plowed, I finished it. But here's the thing is, is it's more than just a t-shirt. Yeah. Your walk with God is more than just a t-shirt. Come on, come on. Your walk, with, right. your walk with God is more than the bumper sticker that you put on your car. That's right. 
or the Christian music that you listen to. It's the love walk. It's the joy. It's the peace. Come on. It's the walking out of the fullness of God. Can I get an amen? He says, but be doers of the word. Don't you hate when God cramps you up? What? I got to do this now? I thought when I got to church, everything was going to be better. Everyone's going to love me. What's not to love about me? All right, because we're so vain. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if you're a hearer of the word and not a doer, you are likened to a man observing his natural face in a mirror. What does that mean? See, when you get in God's word, it exposes and it shows you some things. No different than looking in the mirror. Because you know who you really are. (laughs) Women, you really know who your husband is, despite what everybody else may think or say. Right? Men, you really know what she's like more than anybody else knows because you know her. You know that you can't walk in the house without wiping your feet. She'll... She does this. Get that crap. She get that crazy look. Were you outside? Oh, yeah. Did you wipe your feet? Uh, 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 yeah. I see dirt all over here. I just mopped. (laughs) Evidence. You look in the mirror, you see who you really are. You see yourself who you really are when you look in the mirror. But as soon as you see yourself in the mirror, and you've, you've made yourself look good. You forget what you look like throughout the day. But the only way you really truly see yourself better than a mirror is through God's word. Because you see the things. You see the demonic influence. You see, you see the lack of love. You see the lack of peace. You see what God is dealing with you on. You know how God is dealing with you on something? It's on the issues that you're most uncomfortable with. If you're comfortable with something... Maybe God's not dealing with you. Or maybe you're just so comfortable that you're just comfortable. (laughs) You don't matter. Because there's people like that too. They're just comfortable with their sin. Oh, I'm just used to sinning. I'm okay. They think they're okay. But then, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't know the the Lord. They think they're going to live forever. They go out there party, they go out there drinking, they go out doing their stuff. Yay, we're having fun, we're having fun, we're doing a thing. We're doing a thing. And then one day they're by themselves and they're no longer here and they've never made a decision for Christ. And then, because life isn't forever, you have to either face the mirror of, of who you really are in God's word or you just pass through this world not knowing what you truly could have been and what you should be. In my my quoting of one of my favorite ministers, um, um, child of God, Keith Moore, he likes calling, but child of God. I love it when he says it. Me and Pastor Michael, I I like when he says it's his tagline. Child of God, I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking to you right now as men and women of God, that it's not enough to just see yourself on a Sunday morning, but you must continue. The scripture says, when you continue and become a do, you are continuing in the perfect liberty of God's word that shows you things. Why is it liberty? Because when you're, when you're looking at the word, it's setting you free. 
And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yes. So when you're doing God's word, you're being set free. Well, I don't feel myself being set free. You don't have to feel yourself being set free. You start getting peace because you're no longer looking over your back for the things that you've done. When you do the word, you're, 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 there's peace that comes because you're like, wow, I can trust God. I know he's going to take care of me. Wow, if I do the word, there's a huge benefit that'll just not benefit me, but my family and generations to come. Because we will follow a pattern. Birds follow patterns. People follow patterns. I remember this old story that, uh, that was told some number of years ago, and I tend to repeat it now and then, but it reminds me of the story about the woman with the two meatloafs. Or she, she cooked a meat, she cooked a roast, apologize, apologize. She, cook, she would cook a roast every year. And every year she'd get the roast, she'd cut it in half and put it in the oven. And the, hus- and the husband, what'd you say? In two pans. In two different pans. And so the husband came along and said, well, why are you doing it? He goes, oh, that's the way it's done. You're supposed to cut it in half. He goes, that doesn't make sense. Why would you cut a roast in half and put it in the oven? That doesn't make sense. Just put it in one big pan. That doesn't make sense. She goes, well, that's how my mom does. That's the right way to do it. That's the right way to cook a roast. If you're going to cook a roast, you've got to cut it in half. Now, just remember, Pastor, that Pastor Nancy doesn't like roast, and neither does Pastor Marcus. Um, so, so she cuts it in half, and she's been putting it in there. Her husband is just like, okay, whatever. And so she calls her mama and goes, I, goes, I don't think you have to cut in half. So she goes, I will prove to you. I will call my mama. So she, call, she begins to call her mom. How many of you heard this story? A few of you have. So she... she she calls her mom because, Mom, I'm talking to Billy here. He tells me that I don't have to, that, that it's not necessary to, to cut uh, a roast in half. And, and he's telling me that I'm, I'm not, I don't have to do it that way. Mom, you need to tell him that that is the put cutting in half is the right way to do it. She goes, well, honey, the only reason why I ever cut the roast in half is because I didn't have a pan big enough for two roasts. So I've never had a, bi- a pan big enough. If I had a pan big enough, I'd, it'd probably go in one. See, our lives are being dictated by what we see. And sometimes we're not always seeing things accurately and clearly. And the only way you'll see anything clearly is through God's word. This is your great. Here I have glasses. When I put them on, I can see. God's word are your glasses. This is how you see things clearly. And if you're not seeing things clearly, you always go back. That's why we go back every two years to the doctor to have them adjust your vision. What are they doing? They're making sure that you're seeing things clearly. Yeah. So that's why we get in the work, because we're trying to see, make sure that we're always seeing things clearly. Amen? That's right. that's good. That's good. Come on, praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I helping anybody today? Yes. Right? Because we know in verse 23, it says, it, it, uh, James warns us, it says, for anyone who hears a word... For anyone who is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man observing his natural face, right? But, that, but verse 24, he warns us because if that person does it that way, he observes himself and goes away immediately forgetting what kind of man he was. What kind of man are you now? What kind of woman are you? I can tell you right now what kind of person you are. You're a child of the Most High God. You're a person who has promises built on the inside of you. You are a reflection of Jesus walking on the water. You're a miracle. You shouldn't be here, but you, somehow you are. You should have been dead years ago, but you're not. 
Sure, you hit some challenges, but you dug deep and you say, I'm not quitting. No, you, kept the, you, you keep up the fight. You don't stop. You put the devil on the run. You put him on the run. You know, the scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee. I like what G, uh, James chapter 4, verse 6 says. He says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So if you're if you're not if you're think if if you don't feel like your life is working the way it should, are you resisting God? Are you proud? Doing it your way? God resists the proud. Are you not praying like you should? Are you not fasting as you should? Because you know I was under the impression as a Christian we should we should all be praying. Now there's another topic we haven't touched in a while, and I've I've, I've I backed off of it, backed off of it, but then the Lord has, has impressed me. So I'm studying, so I can't go in there yet, but we're going to be getting into it. So I'm telling you, we, we are, we are going to be unlocking some things as to why some of our prayers aren't getting answers the way they should. But one of the things is if we're proud, full of pride and think, and, and, and if our prayer were, our prayer life isn't working, then we've got to ask ourselves, is there any pride in me right now? that's keeping the hand of God from operating in my life. Because I'll tell you, it's a big one. I'm not talking about just you. I'm talking about me. I'm a, see, when I talk about these things, I only talk, I'm, I'm often I'm talking about preaching to me. I preach to myself because I know that sometimes, um, I like what bro, uh, Brother Hagin said. You know, Brother Hagin uh, says this, Joel. He says, he says, the hardest thing to do is to live what you preach. Yeah. The hardest thing you can do is live what you preach. Boy, you know, sometimes I preach stuff. I'm like, oh man, that's, ouch. I'm not saying ouch for you. I'm saying ouch for me. I'm, this is the stuff the Lord deals with me on. And so if, if God is dealing with me in an area, I, sometimes I'll, I'll preach a message and people, oh, pastor, that was exactly what I need. And I start to realize, wait a minute. I started to, I started to connect the dots. Yeah. That, that the stuff I'm going is the things that, because we are the body of Christ. Yeah. And if I'm going through it, the whole body's going through it. Again, it's that little ripple. Mm-hmm. I'm going through it, you're going through it. Uh, so I, I am not, I am not, uh, I am not deluded of, of the enemy's devices because I know that there is an enemy, right? Came in the garden, lied, lied to them about what, who they were and what they had, lied to you about who you were and what's, where you're at. Oh, you know, I'm never going to be like them. You know, we're not as smart as them. I don't have what they have. No, no. God's word is liberty. He'll undo that for you. I said he'll undo that for you. He will undo that for you. He'll give you the skill. He'll give you the clarity of mind. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the intellect. He'll give you the ability. He'll give you the teaching on the inside that you need so, so that you can be where you need to be. Come on. And he doesn't just do it once. He does it often. Even when things look like they're overwhelming. Things that look impossible. And over here in Mark chapter 9. Verse 
I'm not going to give you the whole story, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of the story. A man brings his son to, to Jesus and explains to him how his son has always been thrown to the fire, that how he was lunatic. And then he says, if you can ha do anything, have compassion on us. But Jesus confronts the man. He says, said to him, if you can believe, can you believe all things are possible to him who all things are possible to him believe. So God, Jesus addresses, Jesus, God will address your unbelief before he ever moves you into what you need. Yeah. Don't think that your unbelief sitting there, not being dealt with, it will, will somehow be glossed over and he'll forget about that. Good. He wants to bring you to a place where you recognize that you're struggling yeah. and recognize that you do need help. See, pride says, I don't need any help. Just fix this. Well, how did the, how did the situation happen? How did you get yourself? Because if, if, you're just, if, if you're just getting healed and delivered, but then you don't know how you fell in, the chances of you falling back into the same cycle is more than likely going to happen. Right. See, we, we want to get off the hamster wheel. Same year, same year. Same times. You ever see those commercials? Same time, same time. Same burger, same burger. Just going, through, just going through the same grind, same job, doing everything, just kind of go living in a circle. What's this all about? Well, I'll tell you what it's all about. It's about you connecting with the Lord, you, you finding out those things that are plaguing you, how you ended up in the cycle, how you got it, and, and dealing with that unbelief. And Jesus says, all things are possible to him that believes. He's saying all things are possible to you who believe and trust him. He's wanting you to trust him. And see, here's the thing. He cast the demon out of the boy and the things like, like got worse. Yeah. See, many of us, when we get born again, we get safe. Things can seem to like they're getting worse, more challenging. What's going on? Like I was saying, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're going through life and things are beginning to change, you think the devil's just going to let you just have a free run? Right. He's owned you for years. Yeah. He's owned you for years. Yeah. The Bible talks about a house being swept and the devil comes back with seven more demons. And if it's empty and it hasn't been filled with the word of God, he brings more buddies. Like, hey, this place is clean. Let's come hang out. Yeah. And the situation that that man was in is ten times, seven times worse, the scripture says. Yeah. But if we don't replace of what you've escaped with the word, yeah. you'll just yes. go back and your situation will be worse. Yeah. See, you don't got much to go back to. No. It's like the children of Israel. Let's go back to slavery. Yeah. We had food when we were slaves. They forgot the beatings. Yeah. They forgot they had no choice. Yeah. They forgot they had no freedom. Yeah. That they were controlled. But when you look into the perfect law of liberty, God's word, you are free. Yes. Amen. Amen. You are free. That's right. And we ought to live like free people. Yeah. Not free from sin, not, not held by sin. No longer bound by the things that used to, to hold us back, yeah. but free. free. Say, I'm free. It's important to recognize that you're free. Yes, it, it was important to recognize, for the man to recognize that his son was free. Because mm -hmm. when he, his son fell over and foamed one last time, they all looked at the son and said, he's dead. Mm -hmm. But the son wasn't dead. He was still alive. Just because your situation looks dead doesn't mean it's dead. It just means that God's still dealing with it. Yeah. It's still alive. Uh -huh. It's still uh, th things that look impossible. God said, don't worry. It's alive. 
you know, I, I remember getting some news and uh, going through some stuff, and Pastor Melissa says, now make, make sure you got to be careful. We, we, we got to make sure that we don't worry. I was like, oh, that's right. So good. That's why you have a, a wife and a Bible-believing family, or you just learn to get, you start to learn to lean on God's word. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't let your mind go there. This isn't, don't let your mind go. It's never going to change. Don't let your mind go. This is, this is how I'm supposed to live. I'm just have to live with this. Don't, don't let your mind, your mind will try to take you places. Yes. Your mind will try to take you places and leave you places because it seems easier just to live with things. Boy, I'll tell you that right there just gets me. It sometimes seems comfortable just to live with what you have versus changing with what you have because changing what you have requires some dedication. Yes. It takes time to spend time in the word. I always found this very funny and sad at the same time, but a minister shared that a lot of these ministers will go spend lots of money or people, or people of God will spend lots of money to go to how to grow their churches. But he said, I didn't grow my church by going to conferences. I grew my church by prayer. And if you want your life to grow and get better, you're going to have to just pray can't be quiet praying praying is out loud yes, is. how many of you know that when you pray it's out loud it's not in your head it's not just in your heart it is that's meditating on god's word that's meditating that's not praying praying is declaring god yes i agree with your word yes god this is going to happen this shall come to pass according to your word as you have spoken into my heart as i have seen and preached to me father i thank you father that word is working it is working yes, and it yes. will happen. Yes. It will come to pass. Yes, my life will forever That's be transformed right. by That's the word right. of God. Amen. I will rejoice. Yes. I will dance if I have to all day long. Yes. I know it looks silly that I'm dancing here, yes. but bless God, I'm going to do it because right. I know the more I do it, I'm agreeing with God's word yes. and I'm not forgetting the man that I am. Right. I'm not forgetting who I am. Right. So he, he laid there, he looked dead. And Jesus said, nope, he ain't dead. Grabbed him by hand and picked him up. God's right next to you, just grabbing your hand. He says, come with me. All you have to do is just walk with me and it's just going to get better. Every day it's just going to get better. Every day your life is going to get better. Every day. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Every day, Andy, it's going to get better. Amen. Every day, it's going to get better. It's going to get easier. Yes, the more you do the word, the more we do the word, it gets yes. easier. Yes, yes. The, more, the more we just declare God's promise, it gets easier. Yes. Why? Because we have the answer. You know, I, I, I call Pastor Nancy, and I don't, I don't call Pastor Arnold Nancy on a regular basis, but one time I, I was going through some, we were going through some stuff, and I called her, I said, Pastor Nancy, if it w and she called us back, and, she, and I told her, I said, if it wasn't for you have giving us the word to be, you know, one thing that I love what our group says is to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Yes. If it wasn't for you saying to rejoice, if it wasn't for you to say, talk about maintaining her peace, if it wasn't for, you know, you giving us these answers and, and us rejoicing, yeah. 
I don't know how we would make it through some things sometimes. I don't, I always tell them, I don't know how people make it without the Lord. They don't. They don't make it. They succumb. They sink. Not everybody sees it. That's the thing. Not everybody sees everybody sinking. We just see from the outside and we don't even get really, we just have an idea, but we really don't know. But over here in Matthew 16, this is a, this is a roadmap. This is a roadmap of Matthew, not Matthew, I meant Acts 16. I've got some people looking confused at me. Acts 16. This is a roadmap of how to successfully, this is a roadmap of how to successfully be spiritually strong in a tough time. Now it happened as we went to prayer at a certain uh, Slav girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought us to her master, Matthew, uh, Acts 16, 16, who brought us her, to her master's for much profit, because she was a fortune teller. In verse 17, the girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of the of way of salvation. Boy, she's, she's agreeing with them, right? Sounds good, right? She's in agreement. People come to church. Yeah, they're in agreement. They're, they're saying the same thing we're saying. And she said this for many days, but Paul greatly was annoyed. It was some, he was grieved in his spirit, and he turned and said this to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And she came out that very hour. And, it, and, the, and he came out of her. You notice the spirit, that spirit in her was a he? That's what it says. It says, and he came out of her that very hour, that spirit. When he talked about that spirit, he said, and he, that, that, that talking about that spirit. In verse 19, but when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the market, into, into the authorities. Here you are, you're doing good. You're following Jesus. You, you, you did the right thing and now you're in trouble. Right? And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us as Romans to be received or observed. Then the multitude rose against them. No, the multitude was there for them. And all of a sudden now they're against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes, so here they are, they've been beaten. They've been ridiculed. They're, they've been put in stocks. But the response to the situation didn't end there. Say it didn't end there. Your response doesn't have to end there of just being put in prison or being in bondage. You can be set free. And in verse 25, it says, and at midnight, say at midnight, you know why it says midnight? Because in your darkest hour, when things don't seem like they, they make any sense, like things don't look like they're even going, going up, but the stock market dropped, everything went down. Hold on. Hold on to the Lord. Yeah. She left me. You picked the fine time to leave me, Lucille. I mean, no matter how bad a certain, certain uh, situations look at the, at the, at the, at the midnight hour, Come on, what, what, what you do at that midnight hour will tell you how you'll come out. Come on. What you right. do at midnight right. will show up during the day. Mm-hmm. And the prisoners were listening to, oh, here we go. And, and, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. This, I'm going to tell you something right now that's going to put you past this whole thing about being quiet. The prisoners were listening to them. They're in jail. The prisoners are listening to them. They're in jail. The pri- Some of you are going to get this. 
They weren't quiet. They were singing in jail and everybody heard them. You want freedom, but no one can, you, you can't get free if nobody else hears you. Because you've got to just say, God, I don't care. I'm going to get free today. That's right. That's I'm going to get rid of this pride, this ego. Yeah, right. I'm going to humble myself before God. Yeah. I don't care what that person thinks. Yeah. I don't care what that person thinks. Yeah. You, know, Pastor, you know, Pastor Melina, we like listening to, um, what's, what are that little singers called? I keep forgetting their name right now. The singers that we're going to the concert to in March. Oh, the Gaithers. The Gaithers. Now, I, I love watching the Gaithers sing. You, and, and the reason why I like to listen to Gaither sing is because when you hear them sing, like what Pastor Nancy says, when you hear them sing, they sing as someone who's been through some stuff yeah. and they've made it through. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you sing, you, you sing because you've made it through some things. Yeah. You, you've been through some things. You understand what's miracles and miracles. You understand that song. Yeah. Because yeah. you've seen it when you look like nothing was going to happen, how God came through at one time, yeah. he came through another time, yeah. he came through another. See, when you, when you start to see all what he's done, yeah. then you start to see, you know what, I can, how can I keep my praise back? Yeah. Because I know it's my praise that's going to be the, thing that set, the very thing that sets me free. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm in the counting business. I'm counting all the blessings that God has for me. Yeah. Miracles upon miracles. Times where I should have sang, but somehow God raised me up. Yeah. I looked like I was dead. I looked like I was going down, but God raised me up. Yeah. The winds came. Yeah. The storm came. Yeah. Was beating down on me because I was planted upon a rock. That's right. Who's that rock? Who's that rock? Jesus. Boy, it's quiet in this church right now. Yeah. I mean, we got to get used to saying the name Jesus because, I mean, that's the name that ultimately sets you free. That's right. That's right. So I, I remember some years ago when I got born again, after I got born again, Pastor Melanie says, if you ever get in trouble, because she told me about an accident that her, uh, her mom and, uh, her mom and uh, both her and her mom almost got in. They were driving and they almost hit a big truck, a big rig, started a jackknife and they were going towards it. And they just screamed, Jesus! And they said, we don't even know how we made it through. But God created a miracle supernaturally and set us free. See, God, this, this isn't hyperbole. This is real stuff. Yeah. And so she told me that. She shared that. So it really bore witness. I'm like, wow, man. And I remember when I was laying in bed, when a demon came, it showed up to my house wanting to claim me. And I just remember one thing that she said, just call on the name of Jesus. I called it in the name of Jesus. A big bright light showed up and pulled that demon off of me. The door slammed, my one door, and then another door slammed, and my mom, what's going on? Why are the doors all slamming? I didn't touch any door. I just opened one door to find out, and I couldn't unlock it. My mom, what is that? What was going on? It was a demon. Manifested, and she saw it, and I saw it. She didn't see it, but we knew something. She heard it. Yeah. I'm telling you right now that the only thing that's going to get you set free is learning how to say that name. Because there's going to be times you're going to get in trouble. You're going to have to learn to say the name Jesus. You can't be cursing. Yeah. Come on. Some people, you know, they use Jesus' name as a curse name. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they say it like a curse word. Yeah. It's not a curse word. That's right. Jesus is the anointed one. Jesus That's Christ right. means Jesus the anointed one. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Jesus Christ should not be your little catchphrase when your things are going rough just as a curse word. Because it's not. That's right. That's right. When you're doing that, you're... 
You're using it disrespectfully and using his name in vain. And that's very disrespectful to use his name like that. That's when we say, Jesus, we're saying, Jesus, you're going to help me today. Yes. You show, you help me once, you're going, I ain't, I ain't, I'm going I'm to keep using that name because it just keeps helping me. Yes. I plead the blood of Jesus. I, pl- I thank yes. you, Jesus, that I'm going to yes. make it through. Yes. I thank Amen. you, Jesus, that there's, not, if, there's nothing that's going to keep me back. Yes. Amen. I thank you, Father, I'm getting to the other side. Thank you, thank Jesus. You got to get used to saying Jesus and, and not as a bad word. You got to use Jesus as this. He's, he's the name that you're trusting on. Yes. He's the name that you're relying yes. on. He's yes. the name that, that, that you can call on, you can trust, and that people can hear you calling. I yes. thank you, Jesus. You're just, just another day for Jesus to show himself big. Just That's thank right. you, Father. That's just right. another day for Jesus to show his healing power. Yes. It's just right. another opportunity. To, to, yes. He did it once, he'll do it again. That's right. He did it with me, he'll do it with them. Well, you don't understand, I made a lot of mistakes. That's why I'm having to suffer with this. No, 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 no. He's come, he's a great redeemer. Yes. Don't put up, it, don't put up with it and don't quit. That's, right. That's what Pastor Molina always says. If you knew what was on the other side, you, would you praise God if you had it? What would you do if you knew that the only thing was keeping you was your praise? And most people aren't doing what they know to do. It's as if the devil has just said, like, does that mean I have to get up, talk? I've had a long week. <laughs> I've had to work. These pants are tight. Yeah. It's New Year's. I've been up till 2 in the morning. All the popping going off. Ay, Dios mios. Again, using the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And, and living in the circle. Living in a hamster. God wants to throw away your hamster wheel. He hates your hamster wheel. He wants to break your hamster wheel. He's like, if I see another, I can see the guy, if I see another hamster wheel. You know, it may be cute with mice, but it ain't cute with God. So you don't think it's funny that you live life on the same cycle and not being set free. That's why those who live in darkness or who were in darkness need to learn to declare and learn to worship him, learn to praise him, learn to see themselves in the face of God, learn to put down that pride and become who God created you to be. This isn't up some promotion. This isn't some, what do you call it? um, Motivational speech. This isn't. This is a time to get free message. Time to stay free. Time to get your prayers answered. So if you're not getting answered like they should, say, Lord, I'm a dog do I got a issue? He'll say, yeah, you probably, you got a, if you're asking him, he's probably say, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Because you, many times we have to know. You have to ask yourself, what's keeping me? What's keeping me from doing that? It's like certain people who always go to the trip and they go to finally make, make they're old and they finally decide to go overseas. There's a funny uh, meme or people that, that they wait till they're old. They start traveling and they're on the, the gondola in Italy, and they're all asleep because yeah. they waited so long. Right. Why, why wait so long? Yeah. Why, why wait so long to discover what was already yours? Yeah. I think it would kick me, it would be a kick in the pants if it was there all the time. I didn't even know it was there. Do you know, I was so irritated this morning. I walked in, I could have swore I saw a tie there because they had it set up, but I wasn't going to work because of the weather. But I was like, I'm going to go get the tie. I was like, what the heck? Where'd that tie go? 
I'm looking all over. I'm like, I just saw it. Are you on the, what the heck? I walk out and I come to me, slow down, go back. You're just looking, look to the right. I looked to the right and there it was there, right in front of me. Don't you hate when you, something's right in front of you the whole time and you were looking for it? Here's even something, you want to know something even worse? Looking for your keys while your key's in your hand. <laughs> that right there is annoying. Sorry, I'm just, I kind of get upset with that because that right there is annoying. Here's the thing, you have the keys in your hand. You have the, king, the keys of the kingdom living on the inside of you. You have the greater one living. Don't lock it up. Don't lock it up. In the military, when they're all marching together, they're yelling in a cadence. What are they doing? They're not, only, they're not, just, being in un, they're not just creating uniformity for a great presentation for those around them. Right. They are getting unified for the work at hand. When we praise and worship it, we're getting corporately, we're getting unified for the work at hand right. in the body of Christ. And then when we do it home, we are reminded of what he's already doing on the inside of us. Yeah. What he's continuing doing on the inside of us. Yes. Don't live a prayer. Don't live a, another week. I, I, I urge, I, I beg you earnestly that you daily pray to the Lord. Yeah. I beg you. If there's, if there's not a lot you're doing and reading, start praying. Pray when you're driving. Pray when you get up. Get on those knees right before, men, 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 get on your knees let, right before your bed. No one has to see it. Bible talks about don't let people see it. You don't have to make, you don't tell people that you make this. Don't tell everybody because Bible says what you do privately, he will reward you openly. Because now it's time for some rewards here. And how do you do it? By praying. Can't do it quietly. He ain't going to reward you quietly. We've seen that through scripture. I wish he could do that work, but it doesn't work that way. Cause I, I mean, I could just go in chill mode and not say a word like, Hey man, I'm just chilling. What you doing? Chilling. I, I'm here to sit living on the ice. I'm here to make some headways. I'm here to do something different with my life. I don't know about you. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did anybody get help this morning? Yes. Well, I tell you, God, the Holy Spirit done showed up today. Amen. He just showed up, helped us. Praise the Lord.